We're going to turn to the book of Luke. The book of Luke in chapter number 11. I think Franz was implying there maybe that Pastor Montoro is aging. And um, I will have to give a report. Um, the thing about it is, is he's a little bit younger than me, and I am aging. And I've passed the midway mark this year, and that's amazing. But God is good, and we praise the Lord. Uh, and it's hard to believe. Um, at one time, I knew how long you have folks in the church had been here before us, but I don't remember now. But we just passed, we will pass f- uh, 15 years this October. 15 years that Gospel Light Baptist Church has been in Jamaica. And so just praise God for that, and God's been good. And, and I know, I guess you celebrated two years ago your 20th anniversary. Is that correct? I think so, last year. And so praise God for that. We're looking in Luke chapter 11, Luke 11 and verse number 1, and we're going to read down through verse number 10. The Bible says, And it came to pass that as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples. And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. Give us day by day our daily bread, and forgive us our sins. For we also forgive every one that is indebted to us, and lead us not into temptation, But deliver us from evil. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend and shall go unto him at midnight and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine in his journey is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not. The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For every one that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth, and to him that knocketh it shall be opened. Let's pray. Father God, we need your help, and God, we just pray that you bless your word, and God, it's a joy to be able to read your word. God, we praise you that you preserved your word for us. And Father God, we, Lord, just look to you and ask God that your word would have free course tonight. God, that it would help us, God, work in each and every heart, the young, uh, any young people here tonight, any, each and every adult. Lord, we need to hear from you, God, and I need your help. I need your unction, Lord God, tonight. Father, we, we do pray for Pastor Montoro and all the group as they'll be traveling back and many, many other pastors that are there. Uh, Lord, give them traveling mercies and their people as they get back, your people, as they travel back, and we just pray your hand on them. Bless tonight. Help us now. In Jesus' name, we ask and pray. Amen. Praying with importunity. 
If you would look there again in verse 8, I say unto you, though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Importunity. You know, the prayers of Jesus stirred the desire to pray in the disciples. And as we look at verse number 1, it says, And it came to pass as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said unto him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. They too wanted to learn how to pray. They They were stirred by hearing the Lord's prayers. I remember when I was just young, little, probably seven, eight years old. And, and at that time, my family lived in Laramie, Wyoming. And we went to uh, Berean Baptist Church there. And we had the pews. And then in the very back of the church, it was a little bit elevated, like a, almost like a, a step up. And then they had uh, seats in there that were like uh, theater seats. And I can remember it. I can visualize it. And I can remember going back there and having a time where we prayed with the men. What a great example for me at that time. And we, we knelt and prayed, you know. Um, even, even the kneeling. And, and, and God sees the, 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 the posture of our heart, if you will. But uh, we knelt and we prayed. And I heard these men pray and ask God things. And you know, that had an impression upon me. And you know, the, the disciples were stirred when they heard the Lord pray. And they said, Lord, teach us. Teach us to pray. And you know, our, in our hearts, we should always have a goal that we learn and, and that we draw closer to the Lord and that our prayer life would flourish. You, you know, uh, it's, it's true with many things in life, just about everything. You get out of it what you put into it. And we need to take time and spend time with the Lord. I see a lot of ladies here tonight. And you know what? Ladies that are raising kids, it's one of the toughest things to get alone and pray. But you know what? And even in our city, men, ladies, it's it's a busy schedule here. But you know what? It's one of those things you just have to fight for. It's one of those things. We need that time with the Lord. We sing the song tonight, Lord, draw me near, draw me near. Well, we need to... Draw near to the Lord. Draw near to Him. Um, God tells us in James 4, 8, does He not? Draw nigh to me and I will draw nigh to you. And, and we need to draw nigh to the Lord in prayer. L- learning and learning more about prayer is healthy. It's a healthy mindset and a goal for our prayer life. Pray with people. Pray with different Christians. Listen to people pray. Hear their heart. Hear even the way they pray, if you will, uh, their style, if you will. Uh, I'm going to pray a certain way. Pastor Montoro is going to pray a certain way. Franz is going to pray a certain way. But you know what? It's that we're, of course, biblical, but, but that we're coming to the Lord and, and we're seeking the Lord to work in our life. We, we, just by way of introduction, a few thoughts here. As we look at verse 2, And he said unto them, When ye pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven... Hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth. You know, we should pray to to our Father. We should pray to God the Father in honor and respect. Honor and respect. There's not a lot of honor and respect in the world today, is there? There's not a lot. And, And as we pray, we should show honor and respect 
to the Lord. We should pray for God's will be done. Hallowed be thy name in the middle of verse 2. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done as in heaven, so in earth. About, I don't know, six months ago, I read this verse and it just came to me. You know, I need to pray that God's will be done in my life as it is done in heaven. I need to pray that God's will is done in my family as it's done in heaven. I need to pray that God's will is done in our church there in Jamaica, Queens, that it, as it is done in heaven. This is a logical prayer. And, and we learn from what the Lord is teaching us here. In verse 3, it says, Give us day by day our daily bread. We need to pray for our needs physically, but we need to pray for our needs spiritually. Lord, help me today. Help me to be spiritual-minded. Help me to have my mind on thee. Help me to look unto you, Lord. You're the author, the finisher of my faith. Help me to look to you. Verse 4, and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone that is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, praying with forgiveness in our hearts towards others. Forgiveness in our hearts when we've been wronged. Forgiveness in our hearts when, when we know something isn't even settled yet. And you may not be able to see them. You may not be able to take care of it today or tomorrow or a week. But you know you, in your heart you need to take care of this. But you know what? In your heart, Lord, I forgive them. Lord, I want to be forgiving and I don't want to grudge. I don't want to hold anything. In the latter part of verse For it says, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. And we need to pray every day for deliverance from temptation. Temptations come all the time. And the Lord, in in giving this to Luke, the word of God shows us as he connects the context of this. we, We go into this parable, if you will, in verse 5. And he said unto them, Which of you shall have a friend, and shall go unto him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves, for a friend of mine is in his journey, is come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. Now, when we come to the Lord in prayer, The the idea of praying with importunity is praying with our heart. But it's praying with with determination. It's praying with earnestness. It's praying with, with a fervency in our lives. You know, there are so many needs in people's lives around us, in our families, in our own life. We need to pray, Lord, there are things that I don't see. But you see, and Lord, I need you to work in my life and help me to be the kind of Christian you want me to be. We live in New York City. How many people don't even know the Lord? How many people are blinded from the truth? And we need to pray with a fervency before the Lord. We need to pray with a seriousness. We can all grow stagnant and have at times grown stagnant in our prayer life. And maybe we're praying through a list. Maybe we need to turn the list upside down and pray through it from the bottom side up. But we need to pray and we need to not just come and by rote, you know, pray to the Lord. There needs to be heart in our prayer life. And we, we you know, I, I pray at times that God would put, put a fervor in my heart. Help me not to just pray uh, and, and 
go by memory. Um, the Lord tells us not to come to him with vain repetitions, saying, just, just repeating things. There are certain things, I don't know about you, there are certain things that I pray about every day that for my own life, for my family, for my wife, and pray for needs every day. But we don't want to be coming to the Lord with, with uh, lukewarm praying. You think about this man as he came to his friend. And, and you know, as, as we look at, at, at verse 5, he had a friend and that he went to. And, and he went to him at midnight and asked for three loaves of bread. And, you know, the time of your need is common for all. There's times when you're going to be in need and you're, the next person's going to be in, in need. And, and there's been needs in every one of our lives this week. And we, and we go and we seek a, a need from the Lord. Having friends in need is going to happen, as we see in verse 6. For a friend of mine in his journey has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. In verse 7, and he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not, the door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. You know, there's no reason to be stirred to action by, by what we see here so far. But the Bible tells us in verse 8, And I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him, because he is his friend, yet because of his importunity, he will rise and give him as many as he needeth. Being a friend is not enough for the demand. He might say, friend, leave me alone. He might say, "Uh, you know, if you're my friend, why are you coming to me at this hour? Why are you doing that? Why, Why am I hearing from you? But because of importunity, the Bible says he will rise. Because of his importunity, he'll rise and give him as many as he needeth. You know, the word importunity, um, let me, let me, we're going to come back to that. Let's go back to verse 1. And I want you to see this first. In the middle of the verse, it says, Lord, teach us to pray. The word pray there, do you know that that literally means to beg or to plead? To plead? You remember as a child when you pleaded with your parents for something? You pleaded with your parents for that new bicycle? You pleaded with your parents to go to the store? You pleaded for this or pleaded for that? And you know, we, we still we need to plead with God for things. You know, the, the Bible says in Job that, that oh, that a man would plead with God for, for another man. Plead, pleading with God. Pleading with God. Uh, you, you know, we all could raise our hand and say we have lost family members. We could all raise our hand and, and, and know people that are struggling. And, and spiritually and, and physically and, 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 and in their life. And we could plead with God for that. It's not, it's not a measure of loudness. That's not what we're thinking tonight. It's not a measure of, of how loud you can pray. It's, it's your heart. And God sees our heart, does he not? He, 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 he hears and, and understands our sincerity when we pray. Back to the thought of importunity. Importunity is to pray with insistence, demanding, begging, supplication, pestering. You know, a little child... Six, seven, eight, they'll pester you. Teenagers will pester you. 
They'll pester you to get things. You know, and, it, and it's not disrespect, okay? I'm not advocating or preaching disrespect to God, but coming to God. And, and you know, God works in our life as we pray. And he teaches us and he leads us. It has the idea of clamoring. Clamoring before the Lord. And, and seeking God's help and, and his working in our lives. Noah Webster says it's pressing solicitation. Urgent request. Application for a claim or favor which is urged with a troublesome frequency. Importunity. Think of this tonight. Are you praying with importunity? Are you praying with insistence? Lord, you, you, need, you need to work in that person's life. Lord, this person needs you. This person needs to be saved. Are you praying with begging? Are you praying with pleading with the Lord? Is there heart in your prayers? Is there fervor? Are you praying with pestering and urgent request? Are you praying with untiring, unwearisome frequency? We think of Galatians in the book of Galatians 6 and verse 9. And let us not be weary in well-doing for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. We bring something to the Lord today and we watch and we anticipate. And God tells us to watch and pray. Watch and pray. Does he not? He says watch and pray. So you pray, you watch, you pray. You watch, you pray. And you anticipate for the Lord to work and the Lord to answer. Looking here in Luke 11 and verse 9, it says, And I say unto you, ask, and it shall be given you. Seek, and ye shall find. Knock, and it shall be opened unto you. For everyone that asketh receiveth, and he that seeketh findeth. And to him that knocketh, it shall be opened. The Lord's telling us this. If we ask of him, if we seek, if we knock, if we knock, God will answer. God will move. God will help us. The reward will come. Our prayers should have a fervency to them. A fervency to them. In James 5, 16, it says, The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. The effectual fervent prayer. You know, if our praying to the Lord is, is monotone, maybe our heart's not even there. Maybe we need to stop and start over. And, and Lord, help me to concentrate. Help me. To think. In Romans 8.26 it says, Likewise the Spirit also helpeth our infirmities. For we know not what we should pray for as we ought. But the Spirit itself maketh intercession for us with groanings which cannot be uttered. And, and we cannot do that praying. That is praying that the Holy Spirit does. But the Holy Spirit groans before the Lord. The Holy Spirit is praying and, and in His divinity He's pouring out His heart to God. Why, why shouldn't we? Why shouldn't we be open and, and full of heart in our time of prayer? Think of this. We need to pray like a king whose country is being attacked. And I want you to look at some of these examples. And we're going to go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings chapter 19. 2 Kings 19. And we're going to read a few verses there. 
2 Kings 19, and we're looking down at verse number 14. And Hezekiah received the letter of the hand of the messengers and read it. And Hezekiah went up into the house of the Lord and spread it before the Lord. And Hezekiah prayed before the Lord and said, O Lord God of Israel, which dwellest between the cherubims, thou art the God, even thou alone of all the kingdoms of the earth. Thou hast made heaven and earth. Lord, bow down thine ear and hear. Open, Lord, thine eyes and see. And hear the words of Sennacherib, which hath sent him to reproach the living God. Of a truth, Lord, the kings of Assyria have destroyed the nations and their lands and have cast their gods into the fire. For they were no gods, but the work of men's hands, wood and stone. Therefore they have destroyed them. Now therefore, O Lord God, I beseech thee, save thou us from uh, out of his hand, that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the Lord God, even thou only. As, as we look at this in verse number 19, Hezekiah says, O Lord God, I beseech thee. The word beseech means to beg. You know, we, we, have, we have a bill that we need to get paid. And we spread that out before the Lord. And we pray over that for the Lord to work, for the Lord to help us to meet that need, to pay that bill. And, and Hezekiah, he, he, he was going to be besieged. And, and the, the Assyrian army was going to come and to, to take them out of Jerusalem. And he spread that letter before the Lord. He went into the house of the Lord. And he sought the Lord's face. And there was a fervor about his praying. Because it was only God that was going to deliver them and help them. You know, it's only God that's truly going to help us to live the life that God would have us to live. It's only the Lord that's going to do that in our lives. He says, I beseech thee, O Lord God, I beseech thee, save thou us out of his hand that all the kingdoms of the earth may know that thou art the, the Lord God, even thou only. Isn't that an amazing thought? And that should be, that should be in our heart as we pray that God gets the glory. That God gets the glory for the answered prayer, not us. It, as we look at verse 20, it says, Then Isaiah, the son of Amos, sent to Hezekiah, saying, Thus saith the Lord God of Israel, That which thou hast prayed to me against Sennacherib, king of Assyria, I have heard. I have heard. I don't know about you. I want God to hear my prayers. I want God I want God to direct me. I want God to teach me. I want to pray according to his will. I don't want to pray amiss. And when I do pray, I want God to hear me. And that should be each and every one of our desires. We need to come before the Lord and beseech the Lord. We need to pray also like a blind man seeking help. A blind man. Let's look at the book of Mark. Mark chapter number 10. Mark chapter 10, and look at verse number 46. The Bible says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. 
in verse 48, it says, And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more a great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort. Rise, he calleth thee. And he casting away his garment rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. And Jesus said unto him, Go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. And immediately he received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. You know, as he, as he began to cry out to the Lord, he cried for mercy. He cried for mercy in his need. He asked the Lord to work in his life in the area that, that was, was troubling him. And he asked God for mercy. And we should ask for mercy. We should ask for grace from God. When, when some told him, oh, quiet down, hush, hush, hush. He cried out the more. Why? Because, and, and we know it's a public setting. And we, we know that he's, it's outdoors. And he's trying to get the attention of the Lord. And he, he knew what the Lord was doing. He had heard what the Lord was doing. He was not about to quiet down. He was going to get the Lord's attention. Now, now this kind of praying is, is praying that we do when we're in our, in our quiet place. But it's, it's not the measure or the decibels of our loudness. But it's our heart. It's our heart. Have mercy. Have mercy. Let's take a look at the Lord Jesus in Luke 22. Luke chapter number 22. Jesus is our perfect example. And we see him here as he prayed in the garden of Gethsemane. In Luke 22 and verse 39. It says, and he came out and went as he was wont to the Mount of Olives and his disciples also followed him. And when he was at the place, he said unto them, Pray that ye enter not into temptation. And he was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and kneeled down and prayed, saying, Father, if thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. And there appeared an angel unto him from heaven, strengthening him. And being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. And his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. And when he rose up from prayer and was come to his disciples, he found them sleeping for sorrow. The Lord in agony prayed. In agony he sought his father's help. We know that the Lord um, said in verse 42, If thou be willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. As we pray to the Father, let, let God be the one that determines how the outcome comes. But we should seek the Lord. We should pour out our heart in the things that we need, in the things that are going on in our life, in our troubles, and guidance, and wisdom. As, as we look at the Word of God in, in uh, Proverbs chapter 2, we should, we should cry out to God for wisdom. We should cry out to God for knowledge. We should cry out to God for, for understanding that God would give us discernment, discretion to make the right kind of decisions in our life. 
The Bible tells us that he prayed, Father, not my will, but thine be done. And the Lord, and God sent an angel to strengthen him. God strengthens us. God strengthens us by his word. God strengthens us in prayer. God strengthens us by his Holy Spirit. God, God determines whether we uh, need his ministering uh, angels or not. And, and we know we, we don't see them. But God will strengthen us. That's the point. That's the point. And the Bible tells us that he being in an agony, even after the angel had strengthened him, in verse 44, and being in an agony, he prayed more earnestly. You know, the, the, the problem is not solved. The need is great in your heart. And, and go back to the Lord again and, and talk to the Lord about it and seek the direction of the Lord and lay it before the Lord and leave it with the Lord. God tells us, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. Be careful for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. We, I, I don't know how your prayer life is right now, but are you praying? Are you praying? Are you seeking the Lord? And, and when you pray, put your heart, put your sincerity in your prayers. We, we, when we do that, when we put our heart and sincerity in our prayers, we put life into our prayer life. Is there sincerity in your prayers? You know, I hear young people pray sometimes and my heart goes out and, and, it, and it burdens me because they need, to, they need to know that God is real and God answers prayer. And, and we need to be sincere in our prayer time. There needs to be an urgency in our prayers. Is there heart in our prayers? Maybe there's someone here tonight that's never called upon the Lord to save them. And we, we call upon the Lord to, to in faith, uh, to accept him as our savior. We repent of our sins and trust him as our savior. It's, it's with the heart man believeth unto righteousness and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Praying with importunity, having a fervor, having our heart, having a sincerity and urgency. It's needed in our prayer life. We need to ask God to help us with this. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord God, that we can be in your house tonight. Father, we ask, Lord, that you'd help us to learn from what we see here in your word. God, that we would be sincere in prayer. God, that we would pray with a fervency, with our heart. We, Lord, our relationship with you is, is beautiful and wonderful. And dear Lord, we want it to be strong and we want to be close to you. And Lord, we just ask God that you'd help us. Lord, work in our lives in this. Father, we just pray, Lord, your blessings, your working in this. In Jesus' name, amen.